Good evening. We're and doing, welcome. Yeah, we're doing a, a themed week, and the theme goes right into the midweeker, so it's, it encapsulates everything wow, that we're doing this week. this is thought through. really is. And quite a lot of foreign language stuff this week, mm. starting off with this one that I, last week, because I hadn't done anything other than know the title of it, I didn't know whether it was PTU. Mm. Or it was some weird word pronunciation of like two, but it is PT, it's Police Tactical Unit. Yeah. So I think the title, full title, is PTU colon Police Tactical Unit. And it's a 2003. Oh, it's like redundant acronym syndrome. Yes. It's a R-A-S-S. 2003 Hong Kong movie. Which escaped me. I'd never heard or Man, seen me this before. Well, this is a whole massive part, actually, of Hong Kong cinema that I haven't seen. This guy, Johnny Too, because yeah. this movie spawned a whole world and other load of stuff that happened. Yeah, I've Six heard movies, I think. influential and, yeah, has done more work after this. So. Mm. Yeah, because I was looking for the poster for a social media post and uh, uncovered all these other ones. Yeah, so yeah, there's lo- there's lo- a slew of them. So what put you on to watching this one, side? I saw an article, might have been in The Guardian. Mm. I don't know, it was something. I don't even know what, I, I just, you know, one of those things, you just stumble across it and it had this and it also had our main feature, our oh. Icelandic one that we're watching oh, I see. for the main feature. So it must have been something to do with police cops. So, and I didn't, I didn't want to read anything about it. So I just saw that it was that and it was about police and the next one was about police. So sound right. That's our theme week. Those two right there. Nice. So there, that was it. All right. Yeah. So. Okay. So it's, it's a Hong Kong thriller drama kind of noir. It's, it's one of those takes place over a single night type yeah. movies that, and it's telling you something about the police and the way they interact with their local community. We kind of meet the PTU on one of their worst nights, don't yeah. we? Or we assume it is. It's things aren't going well and they've been chasing a suspect and a police sergeant loses a gun. But you've probably got the first scene for us, haven't you? Always. Yeah. I always think it's important, you know, what a director yeah. chooses to where he chooses to start something. And it's, you know, you get traffic and road work noises over the credits, over black. And then we're in the back of an armoured police car listening to a news story about an assault on an armoured police car where four gunmen took $80 million and there's been a fatality. And turn it up, they say, the guys who, are, they, they knew the guy and they talk about knowing him and they joke around about this guy. Oh, he never had the courage to pull his gun before. Yeah. And then the uncompromising Mike Ho, the sergeant, like reprimands them, shuts them down. What if his family heard this? He wore the uniform. He was one of us. Yeah. And it's an important sort of theme mm. that they'll come back to a few times. Yeah, it, uh, and the female soldier, she not soldier, the police police girl, she says nothing, something like nothing matters more than coming home. Yeah, safely. Yeah, yeah that was it. Yeah, and, and I was sure she was going to die from that. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. And they're, <laughs> they're kind of heading off into the night then, and as, as they. The, they meet another police sergeant, don't they? This um... well, after that, it's the credits, and then it goes to ponytail. It's actually he, they actually call him that. Um, he did, and he had a ponytail, and he had a ponytail, which was handy. Was, it was really yeah. handy, yeah. Mm. And he goes into a, a restaurant with four of his mates, and they've all got haircuts. So these are ponytail and the haircuts, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> they've got big, massive like afros, and, and these these are the bad dudes. Mm. These are the guys who are running the streets. Yeah, so and, they they get a table, but it's not like Goodfellas, you know, where you walk in and they bring out a table and treat you like, well, this is like get rid of that fucking lackey off the table. Yeah. And they just move some guy along and they get to sit down. And the camera lingers on this other guy. And I was sort of thinking, well, 
Well, it's all comedy at first yeah. because then Sergeant Lowe comes in and the power play shifts. So you get yeah. all this sort of polit- this power play that's happening over where people are sitting in a dinner in a restaurant. The ponytail and his thugs move one guy on. Then Sergeant Lowe comes in. He moves ponytail and his thugs on. They move the other guy on again. It's hilarious. He's suddenly got to go and sit next to where they're doing the washing of this, yeah. the, the dishes they, and everything. They do keep showing him. And I was thinking, is that just because he's the one that's been bounced around? And just in the, in the in the angle of the camera yeah. as well, because it, it shoots with him facing you and the, the backs of the sides of the other guys. It's a great scene, this, because you're getting all sorts of stuff being told to you thematically through what's happening in terms of the relationship between Sergeant low and, yeah, like, and ponytail and he and ponytail he specifically and a triad the, kind of guy yeah he's in he's in charge of investigating that and dealing with that and so there's a hierarchy of he knows who they are and then the phones they go know off. who he is yeah yeah and the phones go off and everybody checks their <laughs> yeah. phone it's great it's it all got a the few same ringtone haven't they yeah. yeah it's a good moment and yeah and within this then it it begins because in the in this scene here you have Ponytail and his boys go out and then... Well, he stays. He Ponytail stay, stays, but his boys go out and then the cop goes out after them. But the guy that you've been talking about, the yeah. guy that... The flowery shirt. The flowery, in the red flowery shirt. He gets a call. Who's been bumped a couple of times. Mm. He gets up cool as a cucumber. Well, he gets a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. almost been comic relief so far in the movie. And then, yeah, he and gets, again, up, gets the, a phone call. Like the third time the phone's ring and both he and Ponytail yeah. pick up their phones to check. But it is for him. And he goes, understood, puts the phone down, jabs a, ba- a knife right into the back of Ponytail. Yeah. And pushes it right through <laughs> so it comes out the other side. I don't know if it, it obviously wasn't supposed to be, but I found it quite comical because it was like almost... Well, it was a bit comical, this bit, because... It, it's like poking through and it, it was almost, you know, like if you put a knife between yeah. your arm and your chair, you know, walk yeah. around like that. Because it, it just, wasn't big budget. It, no, he, he just kind of slid slid the knife through mm-hmm. and he, he kind of just looks down and realises what's happening. The other guy's bolted. He's through yeah. the kitchen. Yeah. He's away. You don't see his face again. He's He's gone. Yeah. And ponytail just sits there for like 30 seconds or so when he runs after he runs after, and then and then he's yeah he has he has a few seconds while he's just in the chair going what what the hell in shock and then he he, well he runs off after the guy or trying to get to a a hospital he goes to a he he gets in a car he gets into a taxi and the taxi driver starts taking off and then just stops halfway up the street and then he stumbles into the driver's seat and drives off it's quite a crazy yeah sort of moment and and during this time maybe i've got the uh, the timeline wrong but low is then chasing haircut yeah and well they've done his car and they've someone's they have a really good foot chase actually where they go it it it's got a lot of energy at the beginning and there's sort of a little kind of half parkourians you know sergeant low considering slightly overweight it's got some pretty good moves actually and then it slows down as they both get knackered and then the chase kind of stops and they're only meters apart both catching breath and then they go again and stop again it's like much more realistic and they take the time to show you that and then he he slips on a like a a fish or something i thought it was actually a banana skin a banana it's such a comedy banana skin it is he slips on that like the full comedy feet up in the air head back first slam and gets knocked out and when he wakes up he's he's lost his gun he's lost lost his his gun and i think they probably put the boot in as well i'm not sure because they find him don't they and they're all waiting for him around the corner then they hear the noise of him falling behind them they run off and they certainly 
grab his gun and he, yeah. I think they kick him up because afterwards he's got a bandage for the rest of the film. He does. He? he does. So they kick his head in a bit as well. And that's the cop. So he's and lost they've, his gun. they've thrown paint all over his car. They, as well. Oh no, that was the guy. They was... keyed his car yeah. first and then somebody else threw a load of paint over it like fluorescent yellow paint. Yeah. Uh, it's a nightmare. The thing in Japan, this this is probably important to the plot. And in, in, in Hong Kong. Kong in Hong Kong, sorry. The thing in, in Hong Kong about, and it might be the same in Japan while I'm thinking it, guns illegal? You don't have them? Are they really hard to get to? I just think in, you know, somebody's got a gun and they're, they're running off, but don't lots of people have guns? But it, yeah, see, it's mo- a big mainly deal. Mainly done with the, the knives and things. Yeah. But, I suppose robbing a policeman's, well, yeah, service weapons Gun. go missing. It would not be cool, especially you know if he goes back to the station and has to report that he's lost his gun. Be yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, he's also up for promotion as well, Sergeant Lowe. So he doesn't want this to come out, and the PTU assemble to help him. So they give him till emerges. They'll 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 help him till four a.m. Yeah, yeah. That's what you got. Well, and they all. If it's not found by dawn, we're going to call in. You've lost your service. And a, a few of them weren't keen on that because they can all get into trouble without reporting this straight away because yeah. that's what they should do. But he's one of their own. Yeah, he certainly starts to get the impression that Mike, I don't know what his rank. Sergeant. Uh, Sergeant Mike. He's pretty hardcore. He will do what it takes to, yeah. to get Well, the he's his done. right-hand man, I think. He, he He's mm. low and him, obviously, the the two highest ranking officers or certainly the most pally and and getting things done and he's straight up for it isn't he? he says yeah i'll do it and he's the one that drives it through the others but always he says it a couple of times look it's up to you i know that you know it, and it's just that peer pressure i guess that one of them starts then the other one follows and then they're all in it and suddenly they're all looking for it into the night Although a couple of them, well, I, I don't got know. The I think it's more that they're all complicit, and I think the film really hammers this out. But they're all complicit in the authority of the police, and it being, you know, they manufacture stories. They don't want this story to come out about the gun. Um, yeah, and, uh, and the other stuff. So there's some fucking brutality. <laughs> you know, there's some absolutely horrendous violence they dish out. There's one guy, uh, the, the specific thing I'm thinking of is when they go to the arcade, they have the guy in the side street and they just pummel him into oblivion and he's unconscious. Yeah. And there's a couple of them are, that are not into it. They just, oh, yeah. they, they stand off and watch. Oh yeah. They kick him to death. But he basically dies and they manage to resuscitate him. Yeah. And you're thinking, Fucking and two hell. of the younger That's... cadets are sort of sent to watch out for that, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And because but then they do, you do see because Ho himself, they go to an arcade after Sergeant Ho Low is driven around listening to a really bad cover of Hotel California. <laughs> they go to an arcade to shake down about who might know about where the yeah. the guns are. The PTU do, and Ho smacks the shit out of this guy. It's uncompromising slap after slap after slap. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. He makes him. He's got a, a gang tattoo on his neck and yeah. he says, rub that off. And uh, I was thinking, oh, it, maybe it's just fake. Like he's drawn it on. I but no, it's a real tattoo. I thought and he was going to be like his son or something. It's just you know, rubbing way- it till it's bleeding. and it, But all the while, and he was really He slapped him. him maybe 30 or 40 times in this sequence. It's really... Well, as, as he's waiting for his, his kind of mate to make this phone call to yeah. Ponytail and Ponytail's dead. They don't know it. But the phone is in Lowe's hands. He's not picking it up because he doesn't know who's calling. And this guy just keeps getting slapped and slapped and slapped for it. 
And as you said, I thought he, the way that he picked on him and just got him in a corner, I thought he knew him in some way, but he's just bullying him because he knows he can do it. Well, he knows he can do it because he knows this guy's a It's a, a power play. So what are you going to yeah. do about it? Uh, the CID emerge. Well, just before that, we, there is that tense scene that you were talking about, Dan, really, kind of where the guy's getting beaten, the phone's ringing, it's at the crime scene, yeah. Lowe has to, it's Ponytail's phone, he wants to get it because he thinks that if he gets the phone, he can get in contact with the haircut so that he can get his yeah. gun back. He's, we've already seen him try to kind of <laughs> make a gun out of like a completely different model that he, he goes sprays to a, the handle. A toy shop. A toy shop, no, he it? goes to a toy shop, yeah. Right. And he buys a toy gun and then sprays the handle from brown to black to yeah. try to... And files off the nose. Uh, to, to look. And it doesn't look too far off the one he actually yeah. had. But uh, but yeah, then CID do turn up. That's Ruby Wong. And they, she's they are not, They're not that far removed from all this brutality because they grab someone mm. and effectively waterboard him with a bottle of Sprite or something. Yeah. And that turns out to be an undercover police officer. Yeah. I was like, fucking hell. Everyone's getting it. Yeah. Yeah, so clearly there's a lot going on on this night. Yeah. And the CID are there just to make sure that things are being done right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of put another us against them feeling against the PTU that are on they're, on duty. they're sort of aware that something's not right, but they don't know exactly what's... Yeah, and a couple of them are rookies, and you might not have seen that then. I, I picked up on it, but maybe it wasn't there, that I felt that a couple of them really didn't want to get involved. Yeah, no, um, you're right, you're right. In in lying about the guns, but peer pressure had taken them yeah. that way, hmm. and once you're in you're in you know that's it it was and yeah this, this this character of the cid lady then comes in and she she thinks something's wrong maybe there's some corruption or maybe yeah. there's and she wants to get to the bottom of it so she's investigating the police while all this is happening as well and she was quite an interesting character i thought it, it gave it an interesting dynamic because they were then started to be in effect on the run from her whilst chasing these other guys yeah. looking for the gun and everyone's kind of looking for the gun. Yeah. So it was charging ahead at quite a pace. And that, yeah, but then the pace like slows to a baffling crawl where they have like a five minute sequence where the PTU investigate this building moving up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Which was bizarrely long. Yeah. For me. It it was five minutes. Felt longer it was the equivalent of remember the pieing scene yeah yeah a ghost story this was that but for climbing stairs maybe they needed the runtime was too short they needed to pad it out a little bit well they took you through step by step each step on the way to like the fifth floor yeah and there wasn't a lot going on up those stairs either other than shadows and just the atmosphere there was some really kind of bizarre soundtrack music playing as well mm. it wasn't did they pull a gun on each other a couple of times, couple of times yeah they're like yeah. looking up the stairs yeah. and one's looking down the stairs yeah. And it was like, yeah they milked that scene i felt for all it was worth and i can't even remember what happened when they eventually did get to the top there's like a room full of half naked oh, women right yeah and yeah, it was, they, uh, it's like a of, prostitute ring or something i guess yeah it was sex some, trafficking some human trafficking going on it looks you know because there was women just sobbing and it looked like what was the madam possibly or to someone mm. who was in charge but she was probably on the books well, as well. she kind of lunged out and got a big boot to the the stomach didn't she she, she gets off. a print on her and yeah, there's a massive boot print on her stomach he goes wipe that off and yeah. and so she does and says that they don't need any police assistance and the police aren't really interested in helping any of these girls it doesn't have what they 
thought might be there, the gun or, or, or somebody might know where it is. So they just kind of leave it and it's a dead end. Yeah. So you've gone up the stairs, you come back down and it's just them running through the night, isn't it? Chasing down these these potential leads to well, find the got, gun. We've had some, some female human traffic human trafficking but in the name of equality we do get to see some fellas in a really fucking oh in those little well that's a bald heads place because lo lo has now got ponytail's phone and it rings and he sets up this thing with bald head who is a local gangster yeah and yeah like you say when he gets there to bald heads place the cages everywhere and the four haircuts are in there Mm. Um, and these dudes just cowering in these cages where there's no room to move they're just crammed into these little like things and they're naked yeah, I, they're just going to be sold into slavery or something, I guess. I'm just trying I don't to figure know. it out. Well, he, it was torture because he was like hitting the outside. Yeah. The cages were really small yeah. and he was hitting the outside yeah. with a hammer. Yeah. All the way through this film, there's there's lots going on with the light. It's, it's a fairly dark film, but the parts that are illuminated are really well done. I think lots of it. It, it seems like it was shot on a budget, but it doesn't feel cheap. No, and I couldn't find any budget information for us on this one but uh, i would agree it does it looks like it was made i think it came not around a sh- 400 grand right okay so not on a complete shoestring but also not you know millions and millions no but it didn't it didn't for me it didn't detract from the look of the film no so there was, was some quite ambitious shots yeah. you know sort of big cityscapes and everything and and even you know that staircase there the light and the shadow plays on it was mm. fantastic i just thought it probably could have done with being little shorter two or three minutes shorter that scene <laughs> and so when he talks to when when uh, low sergeant low talks to Baldhead, they have a discussion about another local gangster called eyeball and uh, he doesn't care whether or not eyeball was involved in the job at this point of killing ponytail he just wants pony eyeball dead someone's yeah. got to go it's like a honor thing isn't it yeah he can't, so be, he can't be seen to look weak he tells sergeant low i've got your gun yeah. and i'll give it back to you if you clear the streets at 4 a.m in Canton Road in this particular place and set Eyeball up to meet there. And and, that's, and yeah. that'll be it. You'll have your gun back. I, it, one more gangster off the street. It's his son, isn't it? Ponytail? Yes, yes he, it was. Yeah, yeah. so it, there's... I thought, considering his name is Baldhead, he could have been more bald than he was. Didn't seem all that bald. No. Slightly thinning. They'd probably have the same ring to it. Rece- <laughs> receding. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Receding. So they built up a picture of basically there's gangs you know some turf war going on there's rival factions on the street yeah there's rival factions inside ptu because there's a second unit controlled by i can't remember the officer's name a female officer yeah she's running up against and then and then you've got the cid there investigating as well so they're all kind of chasing each other yeah and then there's a Kind of a half bizarre subplot here. I kind of lost what was happening a little bit in this bit of the movie. You guys can help me out a little bit. But there's a guy who's been using the same payphone as Yeah. Mike, and he ends up being part of whose gang? These were bald heads, I thought. Yeah, I think that's because where he's I was. got he. <laughs> so what we have for the. If we want to move towards the finale. Yeah, because this has set up all these pieces. They, really. Low meets Sergeant Mike and the PTU crew and says, right, just don't do your patrol at 4am on Canter Street. It, and he's like, okay, well, fine. They turn up and they basically do a runner out the back of this restaurant and, and able to sort of let this go down. So the scene is set on this road at 4am, but there's a, a phone call that 
Lowe needs to make. So he keeps going to this payphone, like you mentioned, Reeks. Yeah. And there's just this nerdy guy using it for a while. He's just standing waiting. He goes, Lowe makes the call. He goes back to his car, goes back to the payphone where the guy is again. And it's just like, it's weird. It just happens. It's ratcheting up the tension. There's a little boy who's also been, there's been another subplot of smashing car windows and a little boy has been doing it on his bike. Yeah, I was freaking out about that. Yeah. So that, yeah, so, so basically, to, eyeball is being given up, served on a platter. To, yeah. To, so the guy in the in the phone booth who is part of those guys, I thought they were trying to get the bald head and his crew at one end with their other three shooters down there and get eyeball in the middle. Okay. So they could gun the, that might not because it does go a bit crazy and it's it quite does. hard to follow. The last fifteen minutes really goes berserk because yeah, we've set up all these pieces. Eyeball is being given up. Baldhead is about to ambush him. The yeah. PTU turn up. There's suddenly and the, there's this guy at the payphone and another another load of guys who emerge out of a van and then there's a, just a huge shootout. Yeah, with where, a little kid hiding away in the car, the CID closing in. And actually, she's there. And during the shootout is, I think, is shot towards and then kind of hides for cover in the car. She doesn't get a shot she out. She poops it. Yeah. And at one point, the, there's somebody with a gun right at the window and she's just pinned herself yeah. against the door hoping that they don't see her and, and thankfully they don't and wander on well but, um, she's committed the same offense as low right she's dropped her weapon outside the outside, front yeah and he didn't middle. pick it up yeah it was just on the street because she drops it in the car and then closes the car door and hides yeah yeah they, and but the violence and then yeah it like wraps, it goes, goes to right 11 up, because this is like if i compare it to probably like a tarantino, tarantino django yeah. at the end where the the gunshot wounds are it's visceral man they're just like it's all squibs exploding. And, and and bits of flesh coming off yeah. and yeah it's full on it is and and the ptu are ruthless they're armed only with pistols it seems but they take these guys all down mm. all of them it's just a bloodbath and then low runs away and he slips on the same bit of garbage that he slipped on earlier. Yeah. And he realised that's what's happened with his gun. He dropped it. It's just there. In some rubbish. And then that's as Phone Boy turns up, he blows his head off with it. So it's just there. Well, he, yeah, he kind of falls forward and finds it, doesn't he? Just I think he's right. just putting his hand down to get yeah. up. And he, he's like, oh, for oh, fuck's sake. That's my gun. So the gun that they've been searching for that, nobody, that everybody thought that everybody else had was just, was in just the, lying in the, in the, in the, the same alley and it's used to kill and then that's how it that's kind of how it all they neatly tie it all in a bow then they all get of their them, sort of stories all... we get a little clip of each different part of the crew saying right and he goes to i forget the lady's C- name lady. and says just shoot your gun twice yeah so that you've looked good for your look good in your report and so that's their part of the story then we go into the van and the the PTU were saying, oh, we had to kill blah, blah, blah. Well, blah. it's never in doubt that Mike will tow the party line for yeah. whatever is good for the police. Yeah. And Lowe will get a promotion out of all this and will be yeah. the hero. <laughs> for falling over. <laughs> it's like this huge bloodbath and then this really glum finale where the police all conspire to... Yeah. It's the best bit of the movie, I think, really. Um, it's weird. This is only like 90 minutes long, but the pacing at some times is quite challenging in this. But there are a load of standout scenes, the dining room scene, all the inner turmoil that you were talking about, mm. the setup at the, the tension at the end and the, the bloodbath and then the, all the comments about what policing is like in Hong Kong, I guess. Wow. Yeah, it, it, I, I enjoyed it up until the pacing of the film sometimes. It just seemed to, you know, that, that staircase scene mm. really killed it for me that there I was just, just as it seemed it needed to ramp up the pace a little bit because you 
had met the characters, we went into a five minute staircase scene. Yeah. And there was a couple of long played out shots, like even the chase, which I enjoyed because they changed it up and they were both getting tired and they were running. But, but they just seemed to go a little bit long in too many scenes that, that slowed it down for me a little bit. But it was shot really nicely. There's the music not a lot of dialogue either. Is no, there? there isn't a lot. The music was bizarre. I felt. In, yeah. In, in you know, it didn't seem to suit the the scene sometimes. But I like I mean, the themes though. The themes were same, good. Like yeah. all the stuff about like you know how everybody gangsters or cops you know they're all fascists or cowards or you know people trying to climb the ranks or and know, it's all good good stuff. That. Yeah, and, and the puzzle way that he kind of put it all together so you reach this crescendo at the end and you know the, there's there's the gun and it, it neatly wraps it up mm. i thought that was really good and i can see you know it's not an idea that's new that that mm. kind of thing but i imagine it's terribly difficult to get right and to do and to get all the pacing just so it finishes at the, mm. at the right time and i think for me it just falls short of being you know everything tight enough together i'd say you've got to go and see this it's confusing because it's not really clear who the good guys or the bad guys are no, at all. No, that's what I really like. Even, I, I, yeah. I much prefer that to uh, just a straight up, these are the good guys and these are the mm. bad guys. This mm. is just like, they're good because they happen to be on this side of the law, but the, the way that they get their result is completely criminal. In yeah. fact, yeah. it's much more interesting. Lowe was an interesting character in the mm. fact that he was obviously a cop. He work those streets and everything but he was a real arse and and selfish and kind of everything as well but a slob and you know a, a bit of a slob you know yeah. unprofessional but at the same time he's you know i suppose he sees himself on the right side of things and there is a way to get things done and it, it works out rosy for him in you don't see him very much but they they've got that undercover policeman guy and i always find that quite interesting like how far do you take that undercover role? You know, if you're placed in within yeah. a cartel or something, you know, what do you have to, you have mm. to do fucking everything they tell you. God knows what you might. Where's yeah. What about limit? what crimes that you commit as a, as an undercover? And you have to live with it, whether you're able to do it or not. You know, it's it, interesting. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't again, explore that theme. It wasn't time much, in this you know? movie, but, but yeah, I mean, there might've been, if they had cut down this staircases. Is, this is more about how, the sort of like wall of silence that the institutions put up in this case, the police about these sorts of things that are happening when they all just, you know, it's all becomes about the story that makes them all look better or protects them. It it looked good. It really looked. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the whole thing. The pacing, the staircase thing aside, are they hugely because it, 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 I knew how long the film was. Mm. So whilst it, it that bit dragged a bit, I knew that ultimately the film wasn't going to take forever and bore no, me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was just interested to see how it played out, and I would recommend this definitely. It was, I would, I would say, yeah. If you, I mean, we watched the the cop, the gangster, a little while back, which was similar in in its its the film noir kind of scene of it. The lighting was was clever. I preferred that. To yeah, this. that is a better film um, than this. But yeah. I mean, as you say, 90 minutes long, mm. a Hong Kong action kind of thriller. Mm, yeah. Then it's not bad. I mean, it's it was a six for me. Right. That's fair. You into it, Reese? The themes are good. Yeah. I'd I, I, I go seven, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Well, it's worth it then. <laughs>